Hey everyone and welcome to today's ladies room and as usual we have the great Dr. Teresa here with us to answer all of your burning questions and today's uh, little chat is going to be death by salad dressing um, and this is a real biggie for me because I feel like not a lot of people talk about vegetable oils um, at the moment and we see these trends come and go like we've seen the low fat come in when there was like correlation well what we thought there was a correlation between heart disease and heart attacks with animal fats so then mm -hmm. we all we brought in all the low fat stuff and you know we were thinking that we had to eat these low fat spreads and cut off all the fat off our meat and eat lean meats and all that kind of stuff and then we had the calories and then we had the carbs and then high fat and all of these different trends but i still don't think that people talk enough about vegetable oil and how that's the real i feel like that's the real sneaky one because it's everywhere yes and that's that, that really it's the it's 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 the new gluten it that's is. what i'm going to say i think it is but it's it's just not out there people don't but know. especially for women yeah now i want to like say thank you for that lovely introduction but can you introduce yourself as well <laughs> okay well <laughs> i'm ashley um and um well i'm the flat to mummy coach so teresa and i work together um and uh, she's the the real brains though and she kind of she has taught me everything that i know so um i really have to thank you for that so um yes she's the one that really answers the questions and i just probe you a little bit well i think that the vegetable seed oil, or as we call this, death by salad dressing, which is right. how it sneaks in all over the place, is a great way of talking about um, flat tummy mummy. Because we talk about in flat tummy mummy, there's the five layers of fatness. There's different things because it's hormones and mm -hmm. things like that, that you can address all of them instead of just the diet exercise for the pinchable fat on the outside. Right. And so the introduction of this new substance into our um, into our regular diet mm -hmm. has been very sneaky it is I feel like sneaky is the best word to it's use been very sneaky and I think it's sneaky in so many ways like a lot of times we are eating this. I mean, it's in so many foods mm. as a substitute for what an original animal fat right. was been. And then the demonization of the animal fats. Because I would definitely say if people came up and said, what was the, you know, what thing would most surprise you? Mm -hmm. You know, if they said, what fact about me would most surprise you? And I'm, I'm sure it's that I eat so much fat. Right. I yes. eat a lot of fat. I really like it too. Yeah. So, but I eat particular kinds of fats, and I actually only like those. So once I got used to the kind that I ate, I don't, I just, I wouldn't want to eat what I ate before because I eat a lot less processed food. So I'm aware, you know, when I put sugar on something, it's because I put sugar on it. When I put fat on something, I know what fat it was exactly. and what I put on it. Yes. And when I cook, I use that. So I use a lot of fats because people would say, why? I'm like, well, they have lots of different nutrients in them. They help carry nutrients into your body. You know, I, I would say, you know, in, um, in our intestine where we absorb uh, broken down food as nutrients, then the, it's sort of like tree roots. Right. And if you, if you think about sprinkling nutrients or fertilizer on top of the tree roots, 
then on that soil on top, you need to water it so it can go down and be absorbed into the roots. But that's a plant. In an animal, we have a different sort of cell wall and you need fat to actually go across, to right. help it go across the surface. So we would need to always know that, you know, when you had greens, the way that you would do them is you would cook them with some fat and you would have salad and you would put salt, actually salad means salted vegetables. Right. You would salt them because you don't need to salt meat because animals are already as salty as we are. Right. We do salt it because for taste, but that if you looked over the history of the world, the place where you know you would get worth is salt and you would pay a salary, all of these are salt words, is you go to a place where they eat mostly plant-based diet because then there isn't enough salt okay. and you would need salt. The problem with salt that we have is very sneaky, just like the vegetable seed oil. It is not what Mother Nature handed to us. It's what Mother Nature handed, and there was some shady backroom double dealing going on right. about what happened with these fats. So our body wants fat, particularly if you're a woman. Mm -hmm. There's very, very specific reasons. So one, we want fat because it is a dense source of calories and nutrients when most of our history, of course, we would, starvation was a real threat. Right. So we like fat because fat means living, survival, like not starving to death. Mm -hmm. And most people are really surprised to find out that, that humans are so much fatter than other species. Give me uh, that um, little statistic again. Uh, I tell everybody this. Um, that we actually have more body fat than a polar bear. Yeah, and polar bears are really fat. Yeah. We have way, way, way more fat than a hippopotamus or an right. elephant or a rhinoceros. Because we look at those and we go, they must be fat, but they actually, because they're herbivorous animals that eat vegetation, they have to have, it's not a fat, it's not fat, it's a vat. Yeah. It's a big fermentation vat, like a right. keg of beer, like a they gigantic yeah. keg, yeah. you know, where that vegetation, my, microbes, you know, bacteria and things need to act on it, break it down because they don't, in no animals can break down vegetation. You have to have, you have to have these microbes within. You know, we have them in, within our gut, right. but we're not herbivores, so we don't eat leaves and grass and bark. We can't digest it, and we don't have the right bacteria, or we would look like a gorilla. So if we ate leaves all the time, we would have a big, huge belly like a gorilla has. Right. Um, so. We don't have that because we don't have that fat. So we need the fat. And right along with our brain, which is a big part of why women need fat and why salad dressing or these, these new vegetable seed oil fats are so bad for our health and so foreign to us and maybe causing inflammation. And I think a big part of why women have, are struggling with their weight so much is this insidious nature of this new fat that has been brought into our diet. And as well, the name is just so misleading, like vegetable oil, you're gonna think vegetable oil, wow, okay, vegetables. And it, it's like, when I first heard of vegetable oil, I was like, ooh, extracted from vegetables, this must be so good for me. And you know, I would use that instead of maybe olive oil or coke, well, coconut oil kind of busted onto the scene a couple years ago. It, I hadn't really heard of coconut oil. It's it's really right. made a, a big name for itself. It's a great fat too, but um, I would have thought, yeah, vegetable oil, 
Yeah, the, the, the difference in the fats for those is an olive and an avocado, which makes very nice oil, and um, coconut, which right. is you can like squeeze them and fat comes out of them, is they're actually not really um, vegetables. They're nuts or fruits, which right. are kind of a combination of both because they have that pit in the mm -hmm. center of them. Um, and, you know, people could make them when the only way that they had to extract oil was like a rock. Right, yes. Okay, yeah. so you can squeeze them. They're yeah. oily. The coconut oil is literally just a coconut. Right, yeah. You know, you, you take the coconut, you pound it, and the oil, you know, you have coconut water, you have the coconut pulpy stuff, which is pretty good, and then you have that oil that is very easy to extract. And in Africa, a big native fat was palm oil, you know, and it's, they're fatty, like you know. And then nuts, which are sort of like a fruit, as I said, they mm -hmm. store fat in them. So the story of fat, you know, it's a story, <laughs> but it, you never forget it yeah. when you figure out what it is. Like fat is really important to keep a lot of nutrients in a small place. So in the circle of life, as I said, so when you look at what a plant needs to do, the first we need to understand that um, plants don't have brains and nervous systems. Okay. Uh, so if you looked at a human being or other animals and you look to find the fat in their body, we have some fat inside of our bones and our bone marrow, but the fattiest thing in our whole body is our brain, which okay. is two-thirds fat. And Getting to brains is really um, something that animals would love to do, but few of them have the jaw power to crack a femur, which has the fat inside of it, right. or a skull, which are really hard, but that's where all the fat lies. That's, all the where the, that's where the gold is yeah. of these special, special fats. So they're really not that accessible to us. But you have to look as like, when you have a baby, that next generation, I don't know, can we say a baby plant? That next generation is you as a parent, if you're a parent, you know, tree, or you're, you know, uh, you're a parent, regular human being, then the responsibility is to raise and provide food nourishment for your child until they can nourish themselves. So everybody knows that trees make a nut or a seed. Mm -hmm. And inside that nut or seed is the next generation and plants being very different than animals they don't it isn't just they don't have a brain or nervous system because they don't need to move but they can make their own food using energy from the sun so they don't have to eat they make their own food they still need nutrients they still need boot building blocks that they get from the soil but they don't need energy they get energy from the sun well they need the sun i mean if they didn't have the sun they don't survive but they can take that energy and convert it into nourishment for themselves storable energy so what happens in a plant is that the next generation they make a seed and there's a little bit of oil inside there that is going to nourish the next generation until it can sprout Right. and form like a little green sprout and make their own food because the, just the green bits are photosynthesis from biology or whatever is, you know, photo means lights and synthesis make. So it's making food from sunlight. But until they get green like that and have leaves, they cannot make their own food. So they use that little bit of oil or the tr a nut uses the oil that's in there a little bit more because it's a tree, you know, right. bigger before they can make their own. So 
what we're really getting are plant-based oils and, and vegetables. Is It doesn't come from a vegetable. You need to put oil on your vegetables or fat on your vegetables because the most of the oils that we use now, most of our diet is made of grain right. or soybeans, which is a legume, mm -hmm. which is very different. And you cannot use a rock. They're not greasy. No. So you can't, cottonseed oil looks like a little flea, like a black speck. Right. Corn looks like corn, right. like you put butter on it. You mm. don't squeeze butter out of it. No. And it's very sweet. So mostly people know that corn is sugary and starchy. Right. So, But there's a little bit of oil in, just like there's a little bit of oil, a little bit of protein. But when you can grow these crops for very, very little, but most of them are coming from these um, uh, grains or grasses, because a grain is a seed right. of a grass. That's what our grains are. And we've, we've used technology to keep making those green, grains get bigger and bigger. So at first they were a speck right. and there was nothing you can do. And now we make them much bigger and fluffier and closer to the surface and they all mature at the same time. And we send them to a big factory where they're squeezed with, you know, thousands of pounds of pressure right. subjected to a lot of heat and basically what comes out looks like sludge yeah and then you scrape it and deodorize it and, and cleanse it's, it's it actually and rancid what comes the oil is well when I read the the book why women need fat and Teresa knows I'm not a big reader but I mm -hmm. will read a book that I know is worth mm -hmm. reading and there was actually a, a great description in that book of the process um on how to extract these oils from you know tiny little seed and um the author in that book said that if you were to see the oil that comes out of that seed in in the process before it's um uh, oxidized i think mm -hmm. it is yes and it, when the odor is taken away and it's it's made into this nice golden color you would not go near that oil. Right, and for many, many, uh, in the military, they kept trying to you, uh, get um, uh, butter. It was expensive, and right. you have to have, you know, you have to have the dairy to start with it, and it's the cream of the cream. Right. Like, first you have to get the cream from the milk, and then the butter is like the cream of the cream. Right. So it's very, very, it is gold. I mean, it is so valuable. But I mean, you have to take care of your livestock too. So it, it took work to, you know, it, it's mm -hmm. a process. When you, when, you know, whatever is, is worth getting, it takes work and, um, you know, I mean, that that's gold compared to that other sludge. Well, and it's the, so the difference between bar butter and margarine is if you look at what nutrients went in, as yeah. I said, through the whole course of it is that, so the grains, grass seeds, are meant to be eaten by animals that eat grass, mm -hmm. and they are actually distributed around. They aren't digested. They pass through the animal. This is the circle of life. You know, right. the animal takes the vegetation, leaves the seed, and some fertilizer right. <laughs> in a spot. So now the plant is ready when the sun, the days are long enough, they germinate, they sprout, and they make more new grass seeds. So when we start to farm, which is our technology, probably our biggest technology ever was agriculture, is we need to understand that what we started to do is we were hunter-gatherers, which meant we ate what the earth provided. When we farm, and I'm not saying we shouldn't farm or we shouldn't have technology or we shouldn't have agriculture, it's just an understanding of what has happened to the food right. supply. Yeah. So we then take soil and 
we say, can we grow something out of it? What is the minimum that we can put in to get something out of it? And this is where we're getting what I call, and this is what vegetable seed is, food forgeries. It looks to our brain and actually to our hormones and our taste buds and our stretch receptors in our stomach. All these sensors are telling us that this is food, real food that was in the circle of life that should have certain nutrients associated with it, but they don't have those. And we know that if we just fed them the way that they were, we would get in very bad shape. So those are called deficiency diseases. So that's, when people say we need nutrients, they forget that the way we found out about them is we're just trying to not be sick. Right. And they don't realize that a lot of nutrient diseases like what we're having right now can take a whole lifetime almost to, you know, you have to scrape the pantry pretty dry. We make do with whatever is there. So as we're starting to intensively farm land, Mm -hmm. we're putting more and more synthetic, invented chemicals, you know, not in necessarily a bad way. Chemicals is just a description, but what we're getting is less and less. So we put fewer ingredients and more using our artistry and our chemical ability to disguise the taste. So I call it like, um, I do a lot with dogs and I say, okay, I call it my quibble with kibble, which is extruded grain baked crunchy bits with meaty chemical spray on it which is exactly the same as breakfast cereal, only it's like sugary spray. And then people say, oh no, I eat like whole grain goodnessy, crunchy, yeah, all these things. And I'm like, these are still not in real food. They are invented and they are one small part of a vitamin and they are designed to have you not get the very bare minimum of not getting sick. But you can just look around and see that one, we are getting sick and the heart healthy diet has not stopped heart attacks and we're way fatter than we used to even though we diet more and exercise more we're still struggling with this and I feel like the um, vegetable seed oil particularly for women because of the insidious nature of it is women need fat okay we don't look the same as men if you looked at twins you know, when they reach like 13 years old and puberty hits, no change in diet, eating the same thing, the girl starts getting curves. You know, we call them curves. They're not curves, they're fat deposits. They're fat, they're fat, and she didn't increase her fat or do anything different, yet at the same time her brother will lose fat from his, he will lean up because of hormones. Hormones are telling you store fat and where to store fat and what shape it is to give you. And the shape that women have for their fat is we carry fat around on our body because we have to grow a human brain from scratch. And a human brain is so much larger for body size than any other animal. You know, we maybe say we're at the top of the food chain because we have a brain and we can think about it. So of course, we think about it from our perspective, so we would be the top. But we do have to build this brain. And we, we're, now we're looking around, not just people are sick, but children are getting fat. Yes. And they, you can't satisfy them. They're hungry all the time. And they are having, we're having more odd problems, like more autism, asthma, allergies, all of these sort of, you know, ADD. They're, I guess they're all A's, you know, God knows. I hope that's just not the beginning of the alphabet or we're really <laughs> in for some trouble. But these, um, 
Yeah. You know, and they're coming to parents who are like, I'm doing everything for my children. They take all their vitamins. You know, we're, we lead this healthy lifestyle. Like I said, the breakfast cereal, the kibble has, you know, no cholesterol on it. Well, your brain is a quarter cholesterol, you know. Yeah. Cholesterol is a big one with people. And I feel like we get very, very, very confused around that. And the word cholesterol people just think badness when they think cholesterol mm -hmm. but we have different types of cholesterol in our body um but it's just it's associated with badness when you when you think cholesterol it's it's just one of those big trigger words out there i always marketers. say cholesterol is very much like blaming the firemen for the fire right so when we looked and saw that there's cholesterol in plaques around where there's heart disease we have inflammation there's basically a burn on the insides of the blood vessel and cholesterol comes to be um well, you know, there's cholesterol in the plaque. So when you say, oh, I see cholesterol here where there's damage. So cholesterol must have caused the damage. And when you look at people, they go, oh, they have high cholesterol because they're trying to repair the damage. Mm -hmm. But high cholesterol, especially for women, and this is the ladies' room, there's been no association of negative with the cholesterol except for in certain familial specific disease that women do very poorly, because of course we need more fat and we're supposed to grow baby brains from scratches, we don't do well. We might have a lessening of heart disease and then die of many other causes. So right. really a big problem, I know a lot of women that take like the statin drugs to lower that number, yeah. and it's associated with, you know, putting holes basically in the fatty parts of your brain and your nervous yeah. system, your muscles, the cell membranes and things. So these cause other symptoms. So you're trading in one symptom for another and you're doing it just based on a number instead of what's really going on. So if you look back to where we talked about that seed, we have to grow this baby from scratch, from our body. Mm -hmm. um, a bird has to grow a, a, a baby bird from the egg. Yeah. Everything has to be in the egg. Yeah. We have to grow baby from our body and a tree or a plant needs to make a seed that can last. We all have this duty to the next generation. But when you think that a brain is made of all these fats and that we, even mammals have bigger brains, so more fat in their brain, than primates have, which are apes and monkeys and humans, they have even bigger brains and there's animals with big brains like dolphins and things for their size, but in general, we'll just stick with the primates to get the general idea, is we differ from our other primate, um, like uh, the polar bears and things like that, is because when we evolved a big brain, we evolved this ability to carry fat around on our body right. because there just wouldn't have been food available for a lot of the year. So uh, you have nine months gestation, uh, hormones mean most women in natural cycle of life would be getting pregnant when food was most abundant, sort of harvest time in yeah. the late summer, fall, and then they're pregnant all through the winter when food might be very, very scarce. Right. Um, just like a bear who goes and into a den and hibernates and they come out, they haven't eaten all winter long, but they had baby bears that were then grew in their body and then they nurse them by right. breaking down their own fat. stored fat right. and their own body tissue and things uh, to help nourish them and then they go out and they eat it to replenish. Mm -hmm. And so animals do this to a certain different extent, but we do need to get back to what is 
a fat and what is an oil and why would human beings need them? We have to have a brain that has a lot of different kinds of fats in it. So a lot of times people have heard about like the omega-3 fats and they know that like I need to take fish oil because, but what they don't understand is that we mostly would have eaten fat from the land is mostly saturated fats. Right. So partially saturated or fully saturated, that would be naturally solid sort of at coolish temperature. Right. So coconut oil, butter, um, meat fats, egg yolks, you know, they're more liquidy. They have some fat in them. Um, that uh, ghee, very common in India and things, because yeah, yeah. it keeps, it doesn't go rancid. So this is one of the things we know about saturated natural fats is they're very stable. So they don't go rancid. Right. Because what means to be, what it means to be saturated is if you could think of it as like a long caterpillar carrying um, little suitcases in each of its little arms. The polyunsaturated <laughs> fats is like, what's in the suitcase and an unsaturated has an empty suitcase and then anything could go in that suitcase right. so i was like it's like airport security like what's in your bags who packed them yeah, what yeah, could yeah. be in there because this is where the oxidation takes place is if the bags are empty you can put a bomb inside of them right, okay. and if they're saturated then you can't put a bomb inside them so then people go well are you saying saturated fats are good well it depends on what you started with Natural saturated fats are what we were mainly designed to eat. But most of the saturated fats you'll find in research studies or most of the saturated fat you find in the food we eat, which is processed mm -hmm. to keep a shelf life, is that they take vegetable seed oil, which was that processed sludgy, liquidy mm -hmm. stuff, and then they put, they pack the suitcases as cheaply as possible right. with, you know, basically fi filler. Right, yeah. Okay, so now you can't put anything else in it, but what's in there, it might not be a bomb, but it is not good. good. Right. It's not good. And then all the research is going to say this is a saturated fat. So what we would need to do is to look at these omega-3 and omega-6, which is what vegetable seeds oil vegetable seed oils are. So we would get a little of those from our environment, but basically when they can go rancid really fast, like we know a fish, you throw a fish out on the counter, it starts to stink right, yeah. right away. That's rancid oxidation. Whereas butter, if it's hot out, you know, butter's going to go off sooner. Mm -hmm. But things like eggs and, you know, coconut oil can store for years. Yes. So depending on the level of saturation, it can stay, especially in a coolish temperature, for a very long time with stability. Okay. Um, the reason that the vegetable seed oils, so olive oil is going to go off because it's a natural oil. Mm -hmm. The vegetable seed oils already were totally oxidized, so then they just scraped all that off. Right. So they're past that, so they're not going to go bad. They'll have a long shelf life. But they have these, what we call the omega-6s. And in nature, you want to have a balance between one of them is, they, you want them just small amounts of each in these in balance. So you have to follow the money because people want to buy, you have to buy fish oil. Yes. They don't tell you that what you should do is eat less vegetable seed oil yes, because they want you to buy that too. Right. Yeah, that's a big one because um, didn't we say before that the if you take omega-3s in your diet, so you've got a portion of omega-3s mm -hmm. in your diet and you still eat, say, like quite a lot of processed food, 
which contain all the omega-6s with the vegetable oils, that overrides the omega-3, right? Right. So you get into a very pro-inflammatory state. So at a time where we would have needed to fight disease and infection and injuries and things, having some inflammatory capacity would be good right. because you didn't, couldn't go to the hospital for things like that and there were no antibiotics and you know so you had to heal yourself so a body that had this intense overactive immune system um, you wanted that in balance with an ability to have blood flow and brain growth and things so you balance those out but in um, normal balance you would be looking at maybe two to one or one to one of omega-6 to omega-3. Well now in the modern diet, when people are eating a modern diet that has a lot of processed food, we're looking at about 20 to 25 to one. So wow. the, the inflammatory nature is a lot higher. And this is why we're gonna be seeing a lot more autoimmune diseases where the body attacks itself, inflammation in the gut, um, that makes you bloat and your stomach stick out and things. So we, we really are seeing this imbalance. And omega-3s and omega-6s to keep them, but especially the omega-3s, they're so fragile that they have to be handled extremely delicately once they're removed from the fish, okay. from an environment where a fish lives that keeps them not rancid. Cold, dark, no air. Okay. But once you put them out in the light on the counter with the air and you know they're not really cold they start to, to break down right. and so you can make the fish oil tablets they you, they fake them but it, it it's very hard to keep them in so I really encourage people to get their omega-3s through eating uh, fish Fresh sources fish. or yeah. what the fish eat to get their omega-3s which is the seaweed right so yes, you can like so we're too. getting that you know even vegetarians can start to get that now we're starting to see it's not quite as good but it, it's on its way but the real way to get enough omega-3s the best way is to cut way back on these sixes which are such a sneaky part of our They're diet insidious because um again in that book the why women need fat um i actually love this part of the book um I don't know if I'm going to say this word right, but you generally help me out. It's that the omega-6s contain, is it echinocannabinoids? Yeah. Or is that, is, yes. that, is that it? But that's like your own in-house marijuana when you yes. eat all of these omega-6s, these vegetable oils. So when we say vegetable oils, they, you know, they're in brownies, cookies. Right, uh, things that you wouldn't think they're in. Or and chips. then, of course, all the food that's fried, Every it, it makes food palatable. Right. So even though, it, so we eat low fat, and that's why this is called death by salad dressing, mm -hmm. is our brain says we need fat. So this is fat, so we pour it all over. Mm -hmm. So you pour fat, and then you might put cheese on, and the cheese isn't made from milk. It's made from these vegetable. Yeah. It's cheese product. Yeah, but it, it, it gives you the munchies too, so you want to eat more yeah. and more yes, and more. Yes, yes, yes. Just like marijuana, give you the munchies, this is exactly the same. This has the same effect Well, on the there's a lot of effects, uh, drug-like effects of food. You know, we'll go into those with the grains. They have mm. the opiates in them. Yeah, so it's like the heroin in your hoagie and <laughs> yeah. um, sugar has a dopamine effect, very much like cocaine, cocaine. the white powder. So, you know, we have to understand that anything, any drug that can affect us is because we have receptors in our brain so that we would have made substances like that or we need things to encourage us to want to go eat right. because we need those body fat stores to protect 
especially if you're female, to protect the future generations. Definitely. So this is why at puberty we put fat on, and we put it on in safe places. So when you put it on your butt, you put it on your thighs, you put it on your breasts, this is like, it holds them there. Like literally, they call them saddlebags. Right. And they are saddlebags, which means like when you have no food, you just smack the saddlebags on the sides of your legs. You crack them open and that's where the stored fat is. Yeah. But hormonally, we have, th those saddlebags can be locked. Mm -hmm. So this is one of the things that we start to learn about as we go through with Flat Tummy Mummy is where the fat is stored is really important and hormonal. Mm -hmm. And what you eat really affects that. So the vegetable seed oils being pro-inflammatory and a lot of calories and don't make you feel satisfied because they're not transporting things across the right way, then those, um, those are promoting belly fat. Right, yes. Definitely. So the shape of women has changed even more than the weight. Oh, big time. So we have a huge increase in our waist measurement yes. since the 60s. I think we, we spoke about this yesterday, actually. Um, so we went from an average of a 28-inch waist, I think, mm -hmm. and now we're looking at 34 to 36 inches right. as an average. And even women that are very small and slender are having a bigger waistline right. so we are holding more there that fat is being on the inside it's not mm -hmm. the pinchable fat right. it's the bloating belly fat uh, the visceral fat and this is what's associated with v poor health outcomes so if you are hourglassy and you have like enormous hips and thighs but you're still relatively small you know you still have an overall hourglassy figure that's not associated with poor well that's what I tell health. everybody when like, uh, it's your shape yes it's not the a absolute weight of it. Yeah, I tell women who come into me and who complain about having big hips and a big bum, but they've got a small waist. I'm like, you should count yourself lucky because you are healthy. Mm -hmm. Like by your shape, you are a healthy person. Um, you should not wish for you know because of that. It's the inflammation, and yeah. so usually their problem is their you know when they just feel like they're storing too much, right. too much junk in the trunk yeah. is that they their sin is usually low fat. Right. They're usually eating lots and lots of carbohydrates and don't understand, like everything is low fat, nothing tastes good, they don't ever get to enjoy their food, right, and they yes. still are fat. And I'm like, because you're stuck in fat storage mode and your body just shuts down, you don't have the energy, so you can come and work out, but it's just stressful and you're not actually burning fat when you do it. And you always want to think of low fat too. If it's low fat, it's probably high sugar. That's kind of what... It's food. I mean, yeah. there has to be something yeah. in it. Yeah. Um, so we need to just start to look at these to understand that our diets have changed fundamentally and that the whole reason that there's such a long childhood for humans is that's how long it's supposed to have take, taken us to learn the skills of eating, right. how to eat. Yeah. And now we have made the food industry, the food processors, the food servers, our parents. Right, yeah. They do not love us. No. They're profit-loving. They they're like Cruella de Vil. Yes. You know, yes. they're evil stepmother. So you know, true. to all the stepmothers out there, you're not evil. But you know, like <laughs> yeah. in the fairy stories, yeah. that that's the reason that they called them evil stepmothers because they had no interest in their children. No. They had interest in money and, you know, profiting off of, like, the castle and their, you know. Well, you know, I, I feel like mums are so easy to market to and they're such an easy target because once you see, you know, 
um, fortified with vitamin B and A and D and all this stuff. And once they see like, oh, yes, this is brilliant for my child. I'm going to buy this. And, you know, the marketers know how to make uh, something look really, really appealing and see, like give it a health halo. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is what your kids need. Give this to your kids. And a lot of the women and it's through no fault of their own. It's it's not your fault. Um, there is just there's so much information out there. So it's hard to know which way to turn and who to listen to because you know, there there are so many different paths in, right. in how to, you know, feed your kids and stuff. And you do have to learn. It's an ongoing process. For instance, animal fats are going to be a reflection of the diet that the animal ate. Mm -hmm. So when we used to eat a lot of lard, a great source of vitamin D and a lot of other vitamins within it, is pigs lived out in the sunshine and ate food. Right. Like yeah. they recycled our food. Mm -hmm. We gave them the leftovers. Mm -hmm. Now we feed the pigs, the cows, the ch everybody's just eating the same thing, soybean and corn, same thing we're eating. Right. So there's very limited nutrients because these monocrops are grown in soil that have very little nutrients to start. And you can't make something from nothing. So they're pulling it together and there isn't any real substance. Like it's a counterfeit, it's a forgery, like a forged $20 bill that has no real money behind it. Right. It's just worthless. Yes. But it will spend to someone who it can trick. Yes. So what we need to do is say, well, people come and go, well, oh, well, what should I do? Well, you have to first accept that to change for good, to like not have to worry like people didn't used to about their weight all the time, is you have to stop worrying about dieting because that's about losing the weight because you can't stop gaining the weight. Right. So you can't. We're not designed to lose weight. We're designed to use weight use that weight. we've stored appropriately for activity. Mm -hmm. So what we need to do is stop gaining because if you just are always gaining because you're in fat storage mode, you have to be, you have to lose or you'll get really fat. It's true. So to learn to eat, you have to realize you haven't learned yet. So it's really these skills of eating when people look around and go, well, they seem to be able to eat anything and they have no problem. They never look at what these people, that they look at something that they're eating. They say, I can't eat that. But they don't look at their habits, which is usually, you know, we will be talking about the skills of eating habits. But they don't snack. They eat regular meals. They eat more real food. So we eat health food, diet food, processed food. All of these, they kind of have these sneaky little twists, like salad. So you get the salad, but they don't put the dressing on it. Right. And then they say, okay, well, I only eat diet salad dressing, which is full of chemicals that lock your fat so that these chemicals get stored because they're sort of toxic, like they take a while to process. And we get more and more of them, and they're held in your fat because fat doesn't have much circulation until your liver's ready to process them. Right. They're not food. So when you go back to eating what we need to eat, it is a little bit of a learning curve to learn about what real food is and then the taste and then literally to get over the fear of putting butter in your mouth. Yeah, if people just need to Or coconut, they, yeah. they, need to, they need to find it's just very satisfying. It changes your shape. They tried to feed coconut oil to cattle mm -hmm. and they lean up. Everything they're feeding us is they feed us the same way they do livestock to make them fat. Right, yeah. And this well, grain-based diet is exactly what you feed to livestock to make yeah. them fat. The soybean oil. The and they're getting so much sicker too. They need more antibiotics, more drugs right. because they're getting so sick. And they don't have to live very long because no. they're slaughtered for consumption at a very young age. You just try and grow them big and fat as big fast fat. as possible. Exactly. But it. it's puffed up with no real 
nourishment for us. Yeah. So we don't feel satisfied because our body doesn't care that we're carrying all this extra weight. It just goes, but it's not what I need. So you're preoccupied all the time with this mm -hmm. hunger. So it, the, today's podcast really was about the death by salad dressing. And it's about to start to look at um, where our food is coming from in general. But it's not something that you can actually get from, you, you, it, it is a process. And since we haven't learned how to eat, at some point we actually have to learn how to eat and realize that the parents that are feeding us, they clean up, it's all, it's even chewed for us for crying out loud. Right, yeah. I mean, it's completely <laughs> processed yeah. food um, that we don't have any idea. We, we could never be left to our own devices to go out and I mean, get food. Yeah, and that's why we eat so much too, is because it's like, uh, you know, you think of like, uh, what we call them crisps in Ireland, you think you call them chips here. But Potato they, chips, they, yes. They, you know, crunch, crunch, dissolve, gone. Crunch, yes. crunch, dissolve, gone. It's it's pretty much like all this processed food. It's it's actually just so easy to eat, just in the mouth. Swallow, right, it just dissolves immediately. It's, totally it's baby food. It's Even if it's just like hot dogs, hamburgers, right. they're chewed up. They are. They're That's what they are. They were already chewed, so you don't really have to chew them. Yes. And you go, oh well, I chew. Like I take a bite, and I'm like, but it is already grounded up. Yeah. It was made from ground meat. Yeah. That's like chewing. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. you don't have to yeah. do all that horrible hard work of chewing your food. Real food does take effort though, you know. Um, and I think the, the main thing that uh, was a bit of a game changer for me um, after reading that book was I now look at something, you know, food. Uh, I feel like I've come a long way with my food and it, it definitely is a process trying to, you have to teach yourself how to eat. I mean, if you don't have a parent who, um, again, I don't want to put the blame on anybody because there's so much information out there and I feel like moms are an easy target, but um, you really kind of have to go through the process of learning how to eat yourself. And when it came to the fats for me, um, if I felt like my body couldn't use it for you know growth repair, sheathing of the nerves, whatever, like fat does, then it's like, it's taken the rubbish into my body and it's it's packed away in a dark room and it's never taken out. That's what veg that's right. the way I feel like vegetable oil right. what what it happens. And to it's me. just it just hidden back in there. And yeah, we'll get to it. Yeah. That's what your brain about. thinks, but you look at it in the mirror and right. it doesn't look good. Yeah. Yeah. And it's that very inflammatory nature of it. So I guess today's take home point that I would like everyone to know is we don't cook very much anymore. And I know no. it's a big leap because of convenience and time and everything's already prepared. So I would say it's like you have to cook, just meaning prepare one food, which is salad dressing. Right. So use olive oil, which is a real fat. Yes. And whatever you want to mix with it that is like you know what vinegar, lemon juice, mustard, garlic, salt, pepper. We'll put a recipe in the show notes, yeah. but literally you don't need a recipe. You can just make your salad and pour olive oil and some balsamic mm. or whatever vinegar that you like over. And there's lots of different kinds of them and put lots of salt and pepper on it. And yeah. it is really tasty. It is, it's delicious. And you introduced me to the spice blends, which are amazing. Oh my God, that's a game changer by the way, the spice blends. But if you mix those into olive oil, mm -hmm. put them on your, like you could have like a spicy one or whatever. Like they, in the spice blends, they tell you 
you know, what meat it, it Sure, spice blends are fantastic for making. But that's so nice and That's well. just, it's you just put that in and you just, uh, you can put it like in a little coffee cup or something and stir it around with the fork. Yeah. Um, but use olive oil, not vegetable seed right. oil. And that would be the first step. And then when you go to saute something or fry it, just get rid of that vegetable seed oil, the golden oil in the yeah. bottle. If you put that golden, what if you put it in the refrigerator and it doesn't act cloud up and get thick, then it is a fake oil. Get rid of that oil and start using the coconut oil, mm -hmm. which can keep forever and it's delicious, especially with like curries and spices and things. It, you know, and they have different coconut oils that have less taste to them. So if you don't like the taste, you can use that um, butter, but especially butter from grass-fed cows. That's not. It's like medicine to me. So once you get used to that, it really spoils you. Mm -hmm. But I love it on my vegetables. Like I have to have my pat of butter. And I always laugh because I spend a lot of time in Ireland and the butter, um, which because it's the Emerald Isle, so it's all covered with grass and it's not grain fed because that would cost more, is I call it the Irish pat of butter. Because here when we get butter, it's in four sticks. Right. That So the outside of the butter, when you buy the pound, it looks the same. But when you open up Irish butter, there's just this one big stick. Right. So I say, it's like, oh, an Irish pat is four times bigger than American yeah. pat. So if you put a pat of butter on your potato, it's like, Pat, 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 pat. <laughs> <Yeah>, you know, <laughs> it's a lot of, you know, and it's just so it's good. Delish. It's very, very good. Yeah, once you once you get the taste for butter, you'll, you'll ask yourself, how did you not have it for so long? Right, and then the ghee, you can get that. It keeps forever. It's the butter without the milk solids in it. It's used in India. Krishna, who is like one of the Indian gods, he's always in the paintings. He's the, when you see the jar with like the little Indian baby, he is stealing butter. Like that, he's the butter stealing baby. Oh, really? He's like a god, and he's like he's got his hand in the butter, like just eating it. And he's like, it's curly, you know, or like there are all these different um, paintings and things right. of him. But he's like always got his hand in the that's the ghee jar, and he's the butter that. stealing baby. I mean, yeah. it's ghee, but it's still butter. So those are natural fats. But again, what we really want to do is move towards getting rid of the ones in processed foods which are hidden, and salad dressing, which is a huge one for women because we're trying to eat well and eat vegetables and low calorie and we pour on the bottled salad dressing, yeah. which always has those. So that's just... That's the big insidious. That's the big one. Yeah. yeah. Well, ladies, I hope you enjoyed today's um, little t chat with myself and Dr. Teresa, and I hope that you learned something from today. And um, really the vegetable oil... Um, getting your head around that is it's a it's a little bit of a process but if you wanted to find out more about it i would definitely suggest to read that book um the why women need fat book and we'll we'll link that um down below in the show notes um but yeah I, I, that that was a big one for me i i felt and obviously all the information from you was great too so yes that i would certainly recommend that so um yeah i think we're, we're done for today so um take it easy and we'll see you soon bye now